You are listening to Wisdom Nuggets. My name is Alita McDaniel. I am your host. Today, we are talking about affirmations, how everything is an affirmation. Now, I want you to really just think about the story you tell yourself consistently. I, uh, I had, I had someone in my, in one of my last workshops, uh, walk up to me and he asked me specifically, you know, how is it that I'm supposed to change my mindset? I feel like I could start to get really positive and then all of a sudden everything comes crashing down. And I just knew intuitively, I just knew. And I said, what is the story that you tell yourself? And he's like, well, you know, I use affirmations. And I said, that's not what I'm talking about. And, and I, I didn't, I didn't go further into asking him because this was my first time really engaging with him, but something inside of me just knew what needed to be said. And that's, I think probably just because I've been doing this work for so long. Um, you know, I said to him, if in the back of your mind, you're hearing the words of the affirmation leaving your lips, but deep down inside, you feel like a deadbeat and you feel like you're unworthy and you feel like you're just a fuck up. That affirmation is not going to stick. It's just not. Because deep down inside, there's a conflicting intention, a conflicting affirmation that is casting a spell on you. See, it's really easy for us to, you know, try to repeat the affirmation and it feels weird at first because the affirmation just doesn't feel real and we feel like we're lying to ourselves and we're lying to others. And it's, it's oh, it's almost gross. <laughs> it feels gross when we know deep down inside we don't believe what we're saying. But we have to remember that words are spells. Words are the frequency that we are tuning our dials into. And so if there's a consistent story that you are telling, a dominant thought that is going through your mind, such as, I don't have any money, I'm broke. I can't believe another day without money, I'm broke. I wish I had more money, I'm broke. Well, my parents were broke, so I guess I'm doomed to be broke too. Well, I guess, you know, their parents, well, when I really think about it, their parents were broke too. So maybe it just runs in my family. And then the the program just gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where we convince ourselves that that's just, that's just part of our karmic debt. Or that's just part of, you know, whatever life we were given, the cards that we were dealt. And we do that because the brain needs greater and greater fixes of an emotional response. There's a, there's a, a peptide response, a protein response, a chemical response that happens every time we experience an emotion that over time we need greater and greater and greater and greater and greater fixes of it to get a rush of the chemical. Same way a drug addict does. We become addicted to emotions. So we have to keep in mind that the story we tell ourselves 
is the way that we are going to perceive reality. So if my logic says at this point, for example, I've personally been able to break the uh, generational pattern of obesity. I have it in both sides of my family. And in order for me to break that, I had to be willing to question if that was a burden and a curse or a choice. See, the affirmations of a dominant thought are like a a self-curse. Literally just casting a spell upon yourself. And I, I, I knew from a really early age because I started studying, you know, law of attraction and spirituality at a very, very early age. I've been questioning these things forever. So when I started looking at visualization and saying, okay, wait a second, hold on. I'm 170 pounds. You know, I've lost about 20 pounds because I'm really morbidly obese. And this was me at 16 getting back into dance after, you know, eating myself into oblivion Um, you know, getting over 200 pounds and whatever. Um, So here I, you know, I'd lost, you know, a couple sets of 10 pounds um, and I'm getting on stage for my first time and performing and there was no way in my mind, none, that I was going to be able to do a, a jump split. So literally jumping up off of the ground, doing side splits, touching my toes and then being able to land gracefully, not just land in a plop on my feet. I had to question if my weight was a factor because up until that point, my weight was the factor for why I could not get up off the ground. It was my excuse. I'm too big. I'm too fat. My knees can't take it. My ankles can't take it. I'm not strong enough. That was the story I was telling myself because I didn't feel worthy of anything more. See, we have to be willing to challenge our own logic. The logic is what keeps us stuck. The logic is the framework by which we believe we are limited in our potential. So we have to be willing to challenge our own status quo and say, is that even true? I remember there's a a sample inside of one of the songs uh, from the executioners, um, they're turntablists. And um, there was a part in there that, um, you know, one of the musicians was basically talking about how, you know, in order for him to feel like he could be the best, he had to look at his role models and his mentors and even question, would it even be possible for me to even be at their level or better? And that's what made room for him to explore greater potential. But that's the thing. See, our affirmations are so dominant, we don't even know that we think them on a consistent basis. If you say I'm short, I'm fat, I'm broke. These can be very painfully derogatory words, especially when we use them against ourselves. I mean, think about it. If you talk to other people the way you talk to yourself, do you think you would have any friends? <laughs> uh, no. So you have to be willing to question the status quo. And when you question the status quo, then and only then 
will your brain begin to look for new patterns, look for new opportunities, look for new potentials? There's something called the reticular activating system that when we begin focusing on something. So for example, if you start thinking about uh, babies and you decide that, you know, you have baby fever, all of a sudden you're going to see babies everywhere. When you're hungry, you're going to start seeing food places everywhere because your brain will literally drown out all the other things that don't matter and laser focus on the things that do. This is why when you're angry, it's so easy to find more reasons to be angry. You'll stub your toe. People will cut you off on the freeway. Your your partner will say something that just gets under your skin. Your boss or your coworkers will do something that just pisses you off. And, and it, it just perpetuates the pattern. So we have to be willing to challenge our normal state of belief so that we can see if something else exists and choose to focus on something else. Every story that you tell yourself to yourself and to others, even down to the, and I want you to be very crystal clear on this when you say, my anxiety. I call people out when they say that it's not yours unless you want it to be your identity. My depression, my fill in the blank. Okay. You're claiming that is your identity. That is the spell you are setting on yourself. I get it. I was diagnosed by three different doctors with clinical depression. I get it. Having depression back then, oh yeah, it was mine. And I wore that proudly on my sleeve. You have to be willing to question if that is truly the identity that you want to be living or if there is something that you would much rather have. And you've got to get creative. You've got to get curious. You have to be playful. You have to be adventurous to explore the possibility that something else is available to you. So challenge your own status quo. New affirmations need to align with where you are headed. And if you hear the same story repeat over and over and over in your head, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm bored, I hate my job, I hate my life, fuck, I hate when people say fuck my life. You'll rarely hear me ever say I hate something, but I hate hearing that. I hate hearing that because I know it's a spell that people are casting on themselves. And to me, that's like one of the most derogatory things that people can say to them, to themselves. So, so here's the thing. If you want something to change, you have to change the story that you tell yourself to yourself and to others. Stop trying to convince your, your, your friends that you're broken. Stop enrolling people into your pity party. Stop getting people to give you sympathy. You don't need it. The reality is suffering is self-inflicted because suffering is caused by a series of choices. And as a grown-ass adult, we have the ability to be able to choose something different than what we have always done. So if you want out and you want to change, you have to be willing to question how you have been consistently choosing a reality that does not suit you anymore. And that being said, I challenge you today, this week, this month, to call bullshit every single time You're telling a story that keeps you stuck. Knowing, knowing in your heart and in your soul 
that something else is available to you. So change your story. It will change your mind. It will change your perception and it will change your ability to see new opportunities that will allow you to see a new version of yourself so that you begin to change your identity and your relationship to the words that you use about yourself. So if this message hit home for you and you know that there is somebody who needs to hear it, please go ahead and share that with them. Like and subscribe if you want to hear more of this content. And if you want to hear more about the work that I do as a coach, uh, feel free to go to LegacyWellnessClinic.com. There will be information about coaching and online academy courses. I hope you all have an incredible rest of your day. Uh, I will talk with you all very soon. Namaste.